0: It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with your host, Mark Schlereth. Thanks to our presenting sponsors, Bet Rivers Sportsbook and Dude Wipes. Now, here's your host, Mark Schlereth. Hey, welcome in, Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Mike Evans, Mark Schlereth here with you. Millennial Bim produced the show. Wanna thank our presenting sponsors, great folks over at Bet Rivers. Uh Bet with a winner, Bet with Bet Rivers. Download the app. Also, you can check them out online at betrivers.com. And my guys over at Dude Wipes, man. Oh, awesome. Traveling out this uh, today. Traveling out. I got to uh, Tampa Bay at the Woof, And um, traveling out to the Wooft area to uh, cover that game. Got my Dude Wipes packed. I'm ready to go. dudeproducts.com. Use the promo code. Stink 15 to get 15% off your dude wipes. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm good, I'm good. You look forward to going back to that area of the world where your adult life really really began, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I played one time after I left Washington. I played one time there uh, in 1998. Um, opened a can of whoop-ass. I think we pulled Terrell Davis at about... The third quarter, you had probably had like 180 yards or something. I mean, we just we put an ass-whooping on them. It was great. It felt really good. I got to be honest with you. It felt awesome. Yeah, because they told you your I services were it. no longer welcome. Yeah, they just said, hey, you're too injured and you're too sick and you can't play anymore. See you around sometime. But what was it like being in, in the D.C. area at that time when, when Washington was... I mean they were the they were the, they were the standard. They were easily one of the what two or three most respected franchises in all of football? Yeah, it was it was And that's it, the environment you walked into. Yeah, it was awesome. I gotta tell you, it was it was special, man. Especially I don't know, just now we're gonna take go down Memory Island or Memory Island? That'd be memory, memory lane, lane yeah, Mark. Memory island, memory lane. Uh, Not to be confused with I Told You So Island. I Told You So Island is where I'm currently living. <laughs> um, but memory lane, first and foremost, you know, you drive into the district because you're out there in the burbs, you know. You're out there and lived in Herndon when I first got there, Herndon, Virginia, and then I lived in Reston, Virginia, and the facility is now in Ashburn, Virginia. It was in Herndon when I first got there. And a the little, I mean, just this little podunk um, industrial park where little red it was Redskins Park at the time. Of course, they've changed it to Wooft. but um, you know, it's just a little tiny building and a couple of grass fields, and there was a bunch of you know a bunch of shipping and receiving, and like, it's just in the middle of nowhere, man. Uh, right across the street from 20, right across the street, twenty eight Highway twenty eight, right across the street from the Dulles Airport. I mean, it was a stone's throw, and I mean, it was just you drive into the district for games. So you had to make your trek down into the district, and then you get into RFK, man. RFK would be 55,000, and sometimes you'd look up in the stands. It was like, it was like they would be waving because these stands, they gave, and it'd be up and down, and the people would go crazy. And- quick, quick little interjection. I covered your NFC Championship game against Detroit. In 91, yeah, yeah, that would have been yeah, 91 season, 92, 92 playoffs. And you're right, I was up in the press box and it was moving. I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, anybody else, uh, nervous feel this about thing this moving? Yeah. And they're like, oh, it does it all the time. I'm like, wow, this is freaking cool, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was just a great. I mean, we had you know, the fans, everybody dress up, and it was. It was a great time. And of course I got there. You know I got there in the late 80s, uh 89. Um and it was, you know, I still played with the Hogs and the Hogs were still a big thing. Oh, big iconic, thing when I iconic. Yeah. But it was it was like it was the the respect that people had. Like the all the, the the Hogs honestly, you know, from a just a perception standpoint, the Hogs the Hogs kind of brought offensive line pay, play to the forefront of people's minds you know they were kind of the you know a- after the hogs and uh it wasn't after the hogs um but it was during the hogs that 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 became kind of a big thing so then you had the you know the guys from chicago when they won it in 85 mm-hmm. you know the it's kind of the hogs started and then they had the uh you know i, I forget what they were called the blues brothers or something with uh you know, Jimbo Covert and Tom Fair yeah. and Jay Hilgenberg. And, and even before that, the Steelers, maybe, no, nah, maybe, but the Hogs kind of, the Hogs, I think, were the ones that really kind of put a nickname and, yeah. and you know, but the Steelers back in the day with Mike Webster, who's my favorite player, and, oh, gosh, um, they had Corson and they had, they had John Cobb and and they just had, just iconic players, but Mike Webster was Mike Webster was the first guy. But I wanted to play center because of Mike Webster. Shows you how touched I am, right? Right. You want to play center? Yeah. Let me. I just want to play center. Look at fifty two. He had the big pipes, and he'd have his jersey all taped up, and his arms were just. Uh, it was awesome. Anyhow, I digress. Sorry, I took us down a route. No, but it was I, all. I, it, no, was, it was. It, it. You know, I'm a kid that grew up in New England, and. You know, you'd always kind of you get, never actually saw a win, so no, exactly, you, you only had the only it, thing you had to hang your hat on was Steve Grogan's neck roll, exactly. Right? And You're Russ like, Francis, you right? Know? You're like that neck roll. So we'd watch those, we'd watch those NFC East games, and those things were just. I mean, you could just feel the 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 intensity and the hatred and the uh, the passion and the Hogs, man. The Hogs were, were cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was it was always cool to watch games, especially the ones in. In Washington. Well, uh, let's get into some of the games. I, right away, it, it looks like Russell Wilson's back. What a quick recovery for him. Mm-hmm. Just, a, a, what was it, about a month he was out. Aaron Rodgers is back. Suddenly, Green Bay and Seattle looks really, really interesting. Right. Yeah, no question. Really tasty matchup. Um, yeah, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see how and where Russell Wilson is from the standpoint of his timing and all those things, you know, that Let's face it, you lose a little bit. Um, Most quarterbacks, and I think Russell is one of these guys, um, are sticklers, they're rep hogs, right? They want all the reps. And I know he does a lot of things on air, and he's always working, and he's always game planning, he's always doing all those things. But how much does the time off, the rust that accumulates during time off, especially when you're recovering from an injury, how much does that affect him? How does the finger affect him when he's throwing the ball a lot of question marks there. And then Aaron Rodgers coming back after, you know, being out with COVID. And, uh, and you know, back, does he play DB at all? Do you think they'll move him to DB? <laughs> right. I mean, you got to ask you. He's these got, are prominent questions. He's because got uh, oily hips. He's got oily hips. I think he can break on a ball. His back pedal is uh, tremendous. Um, but, no, it'll be nice to have Aaron Rodgers back. You know I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. Love watching him play the game. So that's what he does best. And, you know, that's one of the things he said, you know, as as far as all these uh, post-COVID interviews. You were really critical of him. You've been very critical of him. And you've told us many times on this podcast that you guys are are friends. Yeah, sure. That you communicate back and forth sometimes. And it seems like, from my vantage point, that's a pretty good relationship. You worried at all that? It's been strained by all of this? What? because because I admonished his actions? Yes. That's exactly what I meant. Well, if, if it's strained, then that's on him. Hey, if if you're mad at me for telling you the truth, then I'm a better friend to you than you are to me. So I would treat him just like I, try, I, I, I t- treat my own kids. If you do something that's inappropriate, I don't sugarcoat it. I let you know how I feel about it. What he did was inappropriate. I'm not I, you know, I mean, you know, the anti-vax crew thinks I'm butthurt about it. I don't. I don't give a crap. He, the only person that looks bad is you. You're the only one. I love Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not just talking about Aaron Rodgers, the 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 player. I love Aaron Rodgers the person and i do have a personal relationship with him i'm not going to sugarcoat his actions were inappropriate and so i don't I'm, i don't have any fear about that and if he says hey we're not going to be friends anymore because of what you said then you know what good riddance i got plenty of friends mike you do you so, do I, you know i'm i'm good with that but i i would hope that he would have enough respect to understand that what he did was Disingenuous, at the very least, and it's it, it it's unbecoming of him. He he needs to be better than that. All right, so we've got uh, that game, fascinating game, Green Bay and Seattle, with between two quarterbacks. Who who knows? Maybe it, it, the last time they square off against each other in these respective by, uniforms. Right. By the way, interestingly enough, you know the 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 whole COVID thing coming back from COVID. I'm talking to John Harbaugh last week. And um, he's like, you know, this is the second time that Lamar's had COVID. And he basically said he had COVID this summer. He still hasn't fully recovered. Still hasn't fully gotten all his weight back and his strength back. And so they really feel like Lamar's about, you know, and and he's a legit MVP candidate. But they believe physically he's, he's starting to take off, which is kind of a scary thought process, right, of how good he is. But... Um he still said there's some lingering effects of you know his second bout with covid. So anyhow um we shall see. Some other interesting games. Kansas City and the Raiders. I I don't I don't know what either team is right now. Is is Kansas City a team that we can trust to get better? Is Vegas a team we can trust? to continue this breakthrough season. I can't trust either one of them right now, can you? Is there any way that both teams can lose? <laughs> that would really... Here comes the Bronco in them, Yeah, everybody. that would really make my day if both teams lost. I'm not talking about a tie. I mean, both teams lose. <laughs> uh, I don't know that you can do that. Somebody's got to win or tie, but it'd be great if both teams could lose. Yeah, you know, interesting, in Kansas City, and people are talking about Obadale Beckham Jr., and that's going to get them over the top they, Offense is not their—offensive talent, to me, isn't their issue. Offensive execution is the issue. Hey, we want to win the way we want to win is the issue. I mean, you know, that—, they, hey, we, that. What do you What do you mean? Well, I mean, there are plenty of opportunities to take what the defense gives you. And when you play Kansas City, the defense gives you—you you can run it for five yards a crack pretty much every single play if that's the way you want to win or if that's the way you want to play the game, Um, you can throw the intermediate routes consistently because man, they got safeties when they play Kansas city, their safeties are heels are at 20. I mean, they are getting their depth. And so there's plenty of opportunities to take advantage of underneath throws and the running game. And it always feels like Kansas city just doesn't want to do it that way. Like, Oh, yeah, okay, force us to win, running the ball, boo-hoo, I want to throw it over your head. And you know how you get teams to tighten down, to play, you know, down a little bit lower, as opposed to playing, you know, over the top all the time? Cram it down their throat. Make them get out of it. But it just feels to me like, that's uh, not fun for us to win that way. We like to, you know, we like to challenge everybody deep. We want to be an explosive offense. We want to have every throw over forty yards. You know, I, again, like I said about the Super Bowl, it feels like football hubris to me. But that doesn't make sense because of who the head coach is. You're talking about somebody in Andy Reid, who's been around a long, long time. That you would think would be able. This, this isn't some hot shot. And I'm 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 just throwing names out there. I'm not trying to be uh, mm-hmm. critical of these guys. I'm just using it. This, this isn't Sean McVay. This isn't uh, Zach Taylor. This isn't uh, Matt Lafleur doing that. This is a veteran, established, been there, done that coach that mm-hmm. you would think would be able to check the ego at the door and just, as you say, take what the defense is is giving, right, and not try to win arrogantly. Yeah, I don't, you know, you would you would think. I mean, that would make sense. Um, but I just, it just, that's what it feels like to me is they want to win the way they want to win. And maybe, you know, maybe that's why Odell Beckham Jr. is the perfect fit, right? He fits what we want to do. Throw it over the top. Throw another receiver out there. Get it, you know, get another dude that can threaten you deep. Um, like they don't have enough team speed and they don't have enough offensive weapons. So, anyhow, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like that's their problem to me. Rams in San Francisco, does this feel like a last stand game for the 49ers? It does. It feels like if you don't find a way to win this game, then the Trey Lance era begins. And it's it is essentially, you know, it's pull the plug on this season because you're not going anywhere and start preparing for the future. You drafted him third overall. You moved up. You spent draft capital to move up. You draft him third overall because you were intrigued by his talent. You were intrigued by what he brings to you as an added dimension in the running game with all the RPO and zone read stuff. Go back to Kyle Shanahan when he was in Washington and RG3 was a rookie of the year. It opens up a whole new realm to what you're doing offensively. And so, it just feels to me that if the Niners lose this game, um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo has seen his last days as the starting quarterback of the 49ers. That's that's, worth, that's Does it not feel that way to you? By the way, you also have to do it against a Rams team that's going to come in ticked off after the way they played on yeah. national TV in sure. losing to the, to the Titans. Intriguing game in Foxborough, New England and Cleveland. Doesn't this just feel like, okay, the winner proves that they're a contender. The loser proves they're not. It it feels that way. Like you got it feels like for me in Cleveland, you got the Odell Beckham Jr. bump, right? Like we got the guy out of locker room that and and maybe this is not fair, Mike, but life ain't fair and neither are podcasts. Um it just feels like it feels like like there's there's I always say this. There's two types of people. People who walk in the room and energize it. You love being around those people, right? Walk in, man, and the energy quotient in the room just skyrockets, right? And everybody's just like, wow, this dude is great. Look at the energy he brings to the room. And then there's the guys that walk out of the room and energize it. Oh, thank God that turd's gone, right? And this felt a little bit like a dude that energized the room when he walked out of it in Odell Beckham and they played their most complete game, and Baker Mayfield was probably as good as he's been. So can you sustain that? Is it sustainable? Is is that really what went down for the Cleveland Browns? Now, I think Chubb is out with COVID, so I did see a funny tweet. It said that, um, that the Cincinnati Bengals had no fear of, of potential COVID because of of Chubb's diagnosis because they didn't get close to him all game. Like they, they remained, they remain was social distanced. They were, they showed great social distancing on defense. Yes, they did. They did. So they never got near him. So they're clear. Everybody's clear on Cincinnati. Uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if this is where they make their push and say what you will about the new England Patriots say what you will about, you know, all the quarterbacks that were drafted this year. Um, this may be one of the finest coaching jobs Bill Belichick has ever done. And I know they spent a lot of money in free agency and they did a lot of things, but Mac Jones looks like the real deal right now and they seem to be you know, stacking a few wins, a few hard-earned wins against some pretty damn good teams along the way. Um, you know, Don't look now, but New England seems to be figuring it out. And boy, this didn't take long. Apparently, uh, we, we have a new villain. In New England. They've had villains over the last uh, two decades. Apparently, Mac Jones is a villain now, according to what's coming out of Carolina, where Brian Burns insists that in the process of uh, reaching out to make a tackle, Mm -hmm. Mac Jones grabbed his ankle and then gave him the business. Right. Twisted it around, and Mac Jones accused of being dirty by the Panthers. Hoping that uh, Burns coming out the and saying, hopes that defensive ends take right. their shots now at Mac Jones. He went, what, did, what did you yeah, see on that He play? went full Wonder Twin power, right? Defensive end, Jack debate. Go get him. Shut up. Um, what did I see? I saw a dude that lost the football and was scrambling to make sure that the other team didn't get it. Like, that to me is no different. Like, I like the whole twisted my ankle and oh, woe is me. And, you know, and now Mac Jones said I was trying to tackle him. Like, I thought maybe he had the ball. Well, I, can see, I can actually see that, man. You get to the bottom of the pile and things are rolling around. You know you lost the ball. You're the quarterback. You see an ankle in a different sock going for it. You grab it. Now, I see this all the time. And nobody seems to have a problem with it. Two-minute drill. Offense has got the ball. They're driving down. They don't have any timeouts. They complete one in the middle of the field the offense just runs sprints to get up there to spike the ball or to run another play and the defensive player is holding down the offensive player to eat time off the clock so that player can't get lined up it ha- put on any game what's different about that and you holding back the off the the defensive player after you fumbled well there's a difference between laying down on a guy and be like you know hey get off me versus Whole, Reaching try- out and grabbing his ankle and twisting it to the point where he has to leave the game. Well, really, I mean, he are twi- questioning that, the validity oh, of that uh, injury. Yeah, the, if, that twi- if that twisted your ankle, he's dragging the guy. He's trying to hold the guy back. Absolutely. Did it maybe twist a little bit? Did, was it malicious? Stop it. Like they just stop it, the, the whole thing. Talk about drama queens. We are. You know why soap. You know why the soap opera. But you know why soap operas have almost completely ended in this country. You know, I was on. I was on the Guiding Light that lasted for seventy two years until I had two year run on it. Then they canceled it. Rock Hoover. Rock Hoover because of my acting. They can't. I I canceled a r- r- show that had run for seventy two years. Started on radio <laughs> and to fifty years on TV. I ended the show. You killed it. My acting (laughs) killed it. I'm that good. You're that good. Um, But but we we've we've canceled soap because we have the biggest soap opera in America. Real life. It's called the NFL. Yeah. I mean, just what we got Brian Burns, we got Aaron Rodgers, we got Cassius Marsh and uh, Tony Corrente. I mean. It is It is the world's biggest soap opera. It delivers storylines every single week, doesn't every, it? Yeah, you can't live with You can't live with it, you can't live without it. Speaking of drama, it's tight between you and I with our picks this, seat this uh, year. Yeah. After you, dastardly, dastardly strategy, but incredibly effective. You went exactly opposite my three picks right. last week. I just let you make your mistakes. Yes. And then I capitalized on jumping on your mistake. Yeah you uh Brilliant. you went two and one mm-hmm. I went uh, one and two mm-hmm. so you have a slight lead for the year neither one of us covering ourselves with glory but you do have a uh, slight lead all right so, so you, you get to go first this week all right let's uh let's go ahead and take a gander at the old pick here's the thing about me I put a lot of research into this I open up the app I see what games are being played and what the spreads are and then I pick it's uh there's there is absolutely zero people trust me on this now. Brought to you by my friends at Bet Rivers, a bet with a winner. Bet Bet Rivers. Um, I put no thought process into this whatsoever. Basically, what you're saying is is that uh, when you bet with Bet Rivers, put a little bit more thought into it than I do. Essentially, yeah. All right. So uh, first game that just jumps off the screen at me: the Saints travel to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Titans are a three minus three. I'm taking the Titans all day long on that. As much as I love the Messiah, Trevor Simeon, Titans are playing great defense right now. Um, I like I like the Titans on that. Then, all right, let's keep on the uh, let's keep on the train. Mm. Gosh, there's some big spreads here. Michael hasn't stopped you in the past. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I. Know. Um, I'm going to go the Rams on a bounce back game over the 49ers Rams minus four over the 49ers in San Fran. Um, this is a, this is a big time game, but coming off a very disappointing loss. I like the Rams to cover that spread. And then, you know what? The Vikings are involved in nothing but close games. It's got to be a close game. Chargers are three and a half point favorites. I'm taking the Vikings and the points. Figuring it could be a field goal game. Yeah, figuring they're going to keep it really tight. Chargers will come back. Your field goal at the end to win it. <laughs> you, you know what? You, you, I, I was looking at that game, and if it wasn't for the hook, the three and a half, I might have been likely to go Chargers, but you're right. That just feels like a, a three-point game. So I'm going st- to stay away from that one. Uh, all right, so you're going to Tennessee, Minnesota, and the Rams. I'm going to take Green Bay. Uh, I just think that Russell Wilson coming back a little rusty. I think Aaron Rodgers will be uh, playing a little bit angry on uh, on Sunday, so okay. I'll take the Packers minus the three and a half. Good. Okay. Uh, I am going to take boy. I'm going to take Cleveland. Ooh. Getting the two in Foxborough. Ooh. I think Cleveland's the better team. Okay. I think they kind of found themselves a little bit. Okay. Uh, and plus, New England struggled at home this year. They're one in four at home this year. All right. So I'm going to take Cleveland plus the two. Ah, that got your attention. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. And let's see. I need one more, one more, one more. I pro- I'm probably going to regret this, but I still have faith that the Chiefs will figure it out at some point, <laughs> and I just don't trust the Raiders. Raiders always seem to play the Chiefs tight, though. I know, but All right, at good. some point, Kansas City. Hey, look, Kansas City, they got to look at this. Now that we lose this game, You know, we're five and five. Are we going to be able to make the playoffs? I think Kansas City rises. This might be the game that they need to kind of really get their attention and get them locked in. So I'm going to take KC minus the two and a half. The dynasty may be over. The dynasty that never was. The dynasty that never was. We can only hope. We can only hope that KC just continues to fall apart. What happened to KC? Mahomes is no longer good. He's washed up. He's washed up. He's been figured out. (laughs) <laughs> gosh how i hope Can you that's tell true. we're in denver yeah gosh how i hope that's true uh no i i, I tend to, to agree with you i think they'll they'll find their way back plus you know what it's it's like who do i hate more kc or the raiders probably the raiders not probably there's no problem no probably come I on i can't stand the raiders so anyhow touch is life Hey, listen, for everybody involved in the Stink Truth podcast, I'd like to thank our presenting sponsors, Bet Rivers, Bet with a Winner, Bet, Bet Rivers. Check them out, at betrivers.com, and my guys at DudeWipes, dudeproducts.com, promo code STINK15, get 15% off your butt wipes. Uh, for everybody involved, for Mike, I am Mark, for Millennial Ben, we'll be back with you next week.